I will be reading from Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 23. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except only you. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Jesus Christ. To our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Jesus Christ. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Do I give to God or return to God? Do you give or return to church? And do we give or return to the needy? People may think, Christians may think, they give. But we have to be careful. We think we are the giver, benefactor, than one who receives beneficiary, receivers. But if we have that attitude, well, I give, so I'm stronger, rich, rich more rich, I'm good. Because there's nothing we can claim as mine, my possession. Isn't it? First of all, God gave us life. Right? Anyone here, you choose to be born? Or you had a right to be born? No. You came to the world without your choice. And so God gave us life, and God provides us the essential living condition. This planet Earth we're standing on, 
the water and the air we breathe, everything absolutely necessary is common or free, right? And God created all things and all beings, including us. So we just return to God what God entrusts to us while we're living. Right. So there's nothing we can claim mine, so I give mine to you. Rather, we return to God, return to church, return to the needy people. So remember, we are just conduit of God's position, God's blessing to the people. Rather, just conduit. And returning to God is the ultimate joy of Christian. So Apostle Paul rejoiced. He said, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. So he wanted to express his appreciation, grateful heart. Because the Philippian church is the only church supported him financially. But he, Paul, considered receiving their support not as a beneficiary, but as a partner. The word koinonia, as a partner. So the joy of a Christian, the returning to God, is participating in the ministry of church and sharing the passion for Christ. So one who gives is benefactor and one who receives is beneficiary. We are partnering together. Do you rejoice in the Lord by returning to God? Returning to church, returning to other people in need. Do you feel that you are partner with this church? Or do you just give it to church? So returning is Reciprocal. Reciprocal. So we are give both. We give and receive. We are both benefactor and beneficiary. So we must be content both in giving and receiving. So Apostle Paul said, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. 
I know how to be brought low, and I know how to be bound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. So it's not about how much you receive and how much you give. It's about being content because God is the main agent of our life, even in our giving and receiving. So how much God gives us, we give it to others. Right? Just according to how much God gives us. provides us. And sometimes God takes away from us. Right? Because His plan and His will. So Paul confidently proclaims, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. This is a famous verse, isn't it? Everybody remember this verse. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What a wonderful verse. But why? Why do we love this verse? Because we can do all things what we desire. Because God guarantees us whatever we want, we can receive. No. It says all things. All things. Include our struggle, poverty, sickness, our suffering. Paul claims, I can do all things. I can suffer. I can be I can be healed, I can be healthy, I can be rich, but I can be poor. That's what he meant. But people want to be rich. People want to be successful. People want to be peaceful. But we, if we believe, we can do all things through him. Then we must be willing to Unsuccessful, and even in being trouble. Remember, Christian life is the old rugged cross, right? It's an old rugged cross, not the yellow brick road. Hmm? So we must find joy in this crossroad. Many Christians claim that they are Christian without following the crossroad. Without participating in the ministry of the church. 
So Paul said, you Philippians yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving, except you only. What a surprise. Paul planted so many churches in Asia Minor, today's Turkey area. Then he went to Philippi, in Greece side, in Europe, in Greece. But those, all those churches, Ephesus, yeah, those, all those churches in Asia Minor, they didn't support him. Except Philippian church. I share with you, the partnering is koinonia in Greek. Koinonia. It's a yoke fellows. We carry the burden together. So we're giving and receiving. Reciprocal. Giving and receiving. That's a part of doing. Right? If you are partnering with this church, first church, do you give and do you receive? What do you give and what do you receive? Church declines. Ch- people live in church because when they are not reciprocal, they just come in and giving and giving, but they don't feel they're receiving something. Then there's no reason you come here. But some people, they don't even give. They may give offering, you know, the money in the offering plate, but they don't give themselves. And they are disappointed because they don't receive. They live in church. I'm not a good in uh, economic or finance, but then we know ROI, return on investment. So we must check ROI of our faith, our church, right? Return on our investment. So if you invest more than you return, net return, then of course your ROI will be low. But if you return more than you invested, your ROI will be high. So then, how can we increase ROI in church? We must invest not just our time, like Sunday morning, and your Bible, Bible study class, whatever ministry you are involved, and the money you pledged, your tithing, to church. Not only that, we have to give ourselves, whole self, to God. I believe the declining of church is because the lack of authenticity and simplicity of Christians. 
Many Christians attend church worship and give money to church, but they don't live for Christ. They give their time, part of their time, maybe just Sunday, but they don't give their life to Christ. So people do not know they are Christian or not. It is a challenging question. Do our friends, neighbors, co-workers, people around you, do they know you as a Christian? And do they think you represent Christ? So what is ROI, return on investment, for Christians? Church. It is the expansion of kingdom of God. Here on earth, here and now. What is the expansion of kingdom of God? It's making disciples of Jesus Christ. What is making disciples of Jesus Christ? It means transformation of people. Live for themselves to live for Christ. Change of the people. So we must be changed. I shouldn't be the same person five years ago as Christian. I shouldn't be the same person months ago. The same person. I have to, like I told you, we are on a track meet. We are on a running to a finish line. We cannot stand, be still on the middle of a race. Right? We have to just dashing to, pressing on to the finish line. So we have to make progress ourselves. And through our progress, people around us, they change. Wow! DJ! He's a different person. Judy, she's a different person. I believe God because Kathy, Dennis. That's what we do here, ROI. Because Paul knew the importance of ROI. So he said, not that I seek the gift, money, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. So he, it doesn't matter for him how much money they send into him, but the fruit, the result, ROI of the church in Philippi, the transformation of the people in the city of Philippi. That's what he cares. Once again, what is the fruit of the church? It is making progress in our salvation. Jesus initiated our salvation. 
Jesus accepted us, but we have to make our own salvation. If we are being accepted, then we, are, we must live as being accepted by Christ. Do you feel you are accepted by God? Accepted by God through us, through you. If we don't accept them, they don't feel they're accepted by God. Right? So Apostle Paul put this gift, the fruit actually, the returning this way. A fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. So our giving, our, our returning to God, our returning to church, our returning to the people must be fragrant, sacrificing and acceptable and pleasing to God. So when we feeding the hunger, when we help other people in need? Do they feel our help as a... Do they smell fragrant in our helping? Or do they feel, well, they're, they're nice people, so they're just, just being nice to us. If they feel being beneficiary, it's wrong. Like I told you, even though they are poor people, even though they are homeless people, they are sleeping over in our social hall. We serve them food. We are not giving them. We just return their portion to them. You know what I'm saying? They deserve for that. Because God wanted to give it to them. Have them here and sleep overnight. That's what I mean by being fragrant offering and sacrificing acceptable and pleasing to God. Friends, we are the world changers. Yes. It looks like the world is in chaos. It's so evil and broken today. But still, church never give up on are calling the world changer. We're changing the world like Jesus. How Jesus changed the world? In Jesus' time, when he died, everybody changed? No. God changed his perspective on his enemy, us. And he became Jesus of Nazareth. And he died on the cross when everybody ridiculed him. Right? So we change the world by changing my perspective on those people. 
That's how we change those people and make them feel they're accepted. So if people don't change in our giving, through our ministry, because our giving is not fragrant, it doesn't smell good, it's not sacrificing acceptable and pleasing to God, because we just give partially. I know this is a hard saying. We think you know changing people is impossible. But you're changed, right? Somebody maybe trust you persistently, trust you and loved you. So you're changed. So if we persistently Trust them, love them, give everything to them, ourselves to them. They will change. Amen? We just give them partially. So we cannot expect them to change. So we must return all who we are. Because Paul said, My God, God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory, Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that God will supply us become millionaires. But God supply us our needs, and we just give them what we receive. Like the widows, you know, two pennies. It's not about quantity. It's not about. It's about quality. If it's 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 my it's all of me, or it's just my part of me, just like tip. So we can return to God and the people in whatever situation we are. exactly our situation. God is reasonable. We just need to give ourselves. Just remember, it is not I give, but God gives. It is not I provide, but God provides. So God is the principal agent of our life ministry. Then what should we worry about? We just give our heart to those people. That's why we must stand the bound edge of our church. If we just stand on the core center of a church group, then you will never encounter those people from other groups non-believers, non-Christians. That's why I'm trying to encourage you to associate, become friends of those non-believers. 
so you can give and receive from them. When we give ourselves, all of ourselves, and they will receive things from the outer riches of God in glory, and then they will be transformed. So dear saints of Prada, Christian journey is Christian journey is expansion from I to you and you to be we and we become one with God. So we must encounter other people. So encounter and meet a different. Encounter means when we encounter people, something happens. When Moses encountered burning bush, something happened. Jesus encountered woman at the well, something happened. Transformation, changes happen. So we encounter people. Get out of my, my life and then encounter people, other, you. So to be me, to be I. Then when we encounter them, then we become we, and we become together, one with God. That's about Christian journey. So Apostle Paul said, our God, not my God, our Father, not my Father, so we become His glory forever and ever. When we become one with God, that means life in eternity. But if I live just for myself, I will just remain just me, I. That's it. That's eternal condemnation. I, being isolated, disconnected from God, not being in the presence of God, that's condemnation. Eternal condemnation. So don't be staged as I, but live for other people, be for other people, gift for other people, then we will be we together and we will be one with God. So let's return to God and His people and give and receive from one another. And love and be loved. Heal other people and be healed by other people. Comfort other people and be comforted by other people. And encourage other people and be encouraged. That's what we do here in church, right? If you're not being comforted, if you're not encouraged here, then you probably no reason for staying here in this church. So let's return to God. From I to God. As Jesus returned to God. That's the joy of Christian. Amen.